first off, love the film. I appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of uh, coming of age stories out there, and you can kind of start to blend together. But I felt like you were stood out. Um, and we were all talking. It, it hits a lot of very true notes, and it seems very insightful. One of the things I found interesting was you were writing it from the perspective of an eight eight year or I'm sorry, uh, a girl in eighth grade, yeah. eight year old, eighth grade yeah. girl, <laughs> eighth grade year old. Yeah. <laughs> did you have any hesitations towards that? How did you how did you find this character? Yeah, I mean, the way I found it was really just I wanted to write about the internet and how I felt at the time, which was nervous, and my nerves felt connected to the internet. Um, so I set out to write it. Okay, how am I going to write about this? And I wrote mm-hmm. just a ton of stuff with all these different characters and stumbled on her and found I could say it, everything I wanted through her. So it was not a conscious decision, oh, I'm going to write about an eighth grade girl. Um, I mean, after the fact of realizing I was going to write this, I was violently aware that I was a man in the position of writing the story, <laughs> truly. So I was like, you know, I, I was proceeding with caution. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just felt natural to me. And, and after the fact, I can look by, back and go, why was that? And it's like... I think on the internet we all act like 8th graders, so it makes a lot of sense that a movie about the internet, when talked purely, would be about an 8th grader, because an 8th grader is actually the only one that's being themselves on the internet, and we're all just being like more immature versions of ourselves. And then, you know, I watched hundreds of videos of kids online talking, and the boys talked about Minecraft, and the girls talked about their souls, like truly. So it was like, just at that age at least, the girls run a little severely more deep and interesting you know the, the eighth grade boy story is just a little bit more like cloistered and closed off um so i saw myself in her more i'm saying the, the things i struggle with the internet which are sort of how i feel about myself and how i see myself and how i see other people see me i think girls from whatever reason cultural pressures whatever are sort of forced to see themselves in that narrative a lot earlier than boys um i don't know boys are like i don't even know what they're I saw. I met a lot of them, and I still don't know what they're doing. <laughs> the girls you can actually have adult conversations. Yeah. With. I mean, you could actually like talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, they they seem like young adults that are very very thoughtful, and the boys are just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. And now in, in the mall, when uh, Kayla meets Olivia and her friends, yeah. the, they uh, some of them immediately kind of dismiss her because she's a different generation almost. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they, I think Snapchat was the thing that they yeah, mentioned, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you think I I know. You have Gen X and baby boomers, and generations seem to have these wide swaths of years. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that's shrinking because I, of technology? I do. I mean, it feels like it. Like, my girlfriend's 12 years older than me, and we feel closer than people four years younger than me, or five years younger than me. People that, because I got Facebook when I was 16, 17, and to have had the ability to sort of have a little bit of a sense of myself before social media. I just think I would have been very different if I had had that freshman year of high school only three years earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think, because like these sort of paradigm shifting things are happening all, it's, it's sort of like, it used to be like the printing press, then 200 years, then the, <laughs> then the Model T, and then this, and, then, and, and now it's like huge paradigm shifting, brain chemistry altering things are happening really, really, really rapidly. Um, so yeah, the, the references are, are crazy. You know what I mean? There was, a whole, there was a whole decade of people that listened to the Beatles. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, you know, now it feels like there's new, the, the culture turns over so, so quickly. Um, I mean, like, do we even remember before 2017 when like, 
when was Obama president? Like twelve years ago? You know, it's like <laughs> it just like it. yeah. So it's um, it's a combination of the generations getting shorter because the time is getting wider or something. Yeah, the present moment feels very long. It's weird because it feels like it changes from year to year too. Like references that are like you know mm. in now yeah, yeah, won't yeah. be you know one year from now. Yeah, culture ages like milk, and I, it, it's a reason I think that people are really afraid of. It's like why a lot of movies, I think about this age, are nostalgic and yeah. set in other time periods because people like hate the current moment. We, think we, we, don't even like, they think we don't even have a culture. And I think they might be right in a sense that our culture is just kind of like recycling other, and it's just like a yeah. weird like dishwasher, I mean, not to like a like spin cycle of, of retro stuff, um, which is weird and sad and strange. Because yeah, retro is kind of in right now. Yeah, but what's, what, are, what were the aughts? Like, we know what the 90s were, right? We know what the 80s were. What were the aughts? What, were they something? What, what are now? What, we don't even have a name for this decade. You know, it's... it's I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird moment. So to be a kid in it is just, like, wild. Yeah, and that, that goes for me right now, too. I just graduated high school last year, too. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing in this movie now, too, it feels like, you know, this movie was written two months ago. Yeah, yeah. It feels very timely, very relevant, and so yeah, you know, like her use of the word Gucci. Like there are girls in my class who say Gucci all the time, and so yeah, totally. And, yeah. and you know what? Like it will be so dated sorry. in six months, and, yeah. and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not afraid of it being dated. Yes, yeah. culture is part of the way they interact. And in two years, we'll look back and go, "What? What were we thinking?" And, you know, and that's totally fine. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like I I have just as much affinity for an iPhone as I do like a vinyl record player but for some reason vinyl record players are in every movie and we never see iPhones but would you want to live in a time before all of this technology I don't no no I don't think so I mean probably no uh, no uh, yeah I'd probably be happier or, or something but I'm, I'm just so I'm I'm inextricable from it I'm, I'm wired with it um, so it's all I would know and I I definitely wouldn't want to write about another time. You know, I'm, I'm interested about this time. I mean, eventually I probably might want to, but I mean, I feel lucky to be part of... I think it's a reckoning it's a, in a way. It's a big cultural... Re- this is getting way, way off topic. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't know. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time to be uh, alive and to be American and to be in the culture. Um, yeah, I'd probably like to be another time. <laughs> Biggie, is that what we're saying? Where we'd like go back to, uh, yeah, go back to like cassette players and half of the country not hating the other half of the country. That sounds fine. <laughs> was there a time where that wasn't happening? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that, 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 that's probably right. It's, there's just a sense of visibility that's 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 crazy. Um, it, it's funny because I grew up just as the Apple was becoming prolific mm, in the minds of. Mm. Um, and so technology was being ushered in as I was yeah. in elementary school, fifth, fourth grade, fifth grade. Yes. And so to be on the receiving end of that growth, mm. you know, you're right, it is in the moment. But the movie is a time capsule as yeah. well. Yeah. And I, you know, I was just saying to these folks out in the foyer, this is your John Hughes moment. Um, because it, it captures the essence of what it means to be a student and right, a, right. a youngster at this age. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned in the Q&A last night, and you mentioned it a little earlier, that there's a, a, a gulf 
if you will, between somebody who's four or five years younger than you are and somebody who's probably our age difference. Um, and I appreciated that in the movie because it's something that I think everybody, regardless of your age or your demographic, mm. people can appreciate what you've accomplished. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I think Hughes is a good reference in a sense because I think he captured, at the time, something very true, which is that maybe the crux of the struggle of that time of being a teen in the 80s was how do you fit in into the ecosystem of the class? Specifically, how do you feel with your parents and your family? And uh, again, like that, it was captured so well that people have just recycled that with different cultural decoration in different decades. But I just don't think it's relevant. Not not relevant, but I don't think it's the core issue that they're dealing with. So when you see them deal with that, deal with being a jocker and emo kid with a cell phone, I'm going, for me, the, the struggle of being a kid now is interior. Is They would love to have a... They would prefer a swirly to, like complete oblivion in their own heads. And so I think it does have, that might be to the larger point, which I think is, is um, what I think the shift is, which is that if you notice in the movie, she doesn't get bullied, she just gets ignored. Right. You know, she just, just, she, she just doesn't get people's attention. And that's sort of all that people are giving and withholding to each other is just sort of this like dispassionate attention as this sort of currency that goes around as opposed to like, we're almost like we wish of the days of high school hierarchy and parents that hated us and yelled at us and we slammed the door in their face. It's like now it's like we're these fragile little ego people in our own head and our parents are looking at like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And it's a bunch of kids on their phone, hyper-connected and super lonely, overstimulated and completely numb. You know, um, and I think that extends to adults too. Um, and I think the bigger American problem of it being like, uh, no sense of community, no sense of that. Even the even the jocks and the nerds and the cheerleaders and the dorks that is a community, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, and so the the breakdown of that is sad, in a way. Right. You've spoken in several ways about how anxiety informs this movie, both in Kayla's discovering that well, not discovering, but she's seen the symptoms of her possible anxiety disorder. Uh, you mentioned at the screening, mm. but she doesn't have a name for it. And you've also spoken about the anxiety of wanting to consolidate a very free and freewheeling and terrifying life into little social media posts and trying to break it down and feel comfortable in these social landscapes that we've invented. Um, the existentialists would say that to be anxious is to be human. And do you think that social media is just another conduit for anxiety? If that were to exist, would there be another eighth grade girl finding different ways to try to compartmentalize and Yeah, sure. I mean, life? yeah, yeah, definitely. The, 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 the idea of, yeah, that, that, it's human and everything, but... It's more just that, like, innovation works in a lot of areas. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it took uh, an hour to get to work on your horse, and now it takes half an hour to get to work on your Model T. Now it takes 10 minutes to get there on your Ford Focus. Good. Good. Innovate. That's great. And that goes to a lot of places of technology. To innovate socially, there's no reason that's good. Oh, you can have a conversation with your friend. Now you can have 20 conversations with 20 friends. Oh, you can see, your, you can see a photo of yourself you know, two weeks after you give it to CVS. Now you can see a thousand photos of yourself right away. Those things, that, that, that's where I think the anxiety comes from. There's a natural sense of anxiety that I think everyone will have and certain people with certain dispositions will always have just because, like they say, it's, it, to be human is to be anxious or to be self-reflective. 
But there is a mechanism right now that encourages it and ramps it up um, in a way that I feel. I feel like I am anxious in part to the degree I am because of the internet. And it has something to do with, again, I'm not being totally articulate, articulate about it, but it's, there's this impulse to pursue, like social media is, is, is becoming efficient at the level that all other areas of technology are efficient. And there's no proof that, 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 that human interaction has to be uh, perfected and sped up and like everything else does. Yeah, let's make high-speed railway. Do we need to make high-speed conversation? High-speed national conversation in the form of Twitter, balkanized, atomized news in the form of Twitter and all that. Like, none of that is, uh, it's crazy. It's putting like a, it's, very, it's, a very, it's a very capitalist view of social stuff. I mean, that's so weird. That's so much weirder than the internet. I'm saying the internet is all cool. Like, you want to, I think this social media showing up is more significant than the internet showing up because the internet's just like okay take all the information and all the libraries and shit and now you have access to it all like high speed information is cool high speed feelings which are social media high speed feeling about yourself relationships with other people that, that shit's deadly you should be able to go to the library and type a thing up and get any entry in the history of the world but to apply that to relationships and the relationships of children and the self-perception of children is is crazy and it, it, literally it's not spoken I mean I just can't believe that like I eight years into this thing I'm struggling to articulate this because I've never heard it said out loud uh, you know I don't understand that there's 20,000 conferences for Twitter Facebook social media all that stuff never at one point do we say should we be doing this is this good is this making people better friends of course not it's laughable that Facebook is making you better friends with people? Is there anyone on the internet you like more on the internet than you like in real life? No. Are there plenty of people you like in real life and hate on the internet? Yes. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy to me. So it's a big, long, rambling answer of, of, of that question. But, but It will be fun to transcribe. Yeah, but that's sort of what I, that's vaguely what I, that's what I feel about it. Is that, um, yeah, I think it has a direct line to my anxiety. To, to a kid's anxiety. She would be nervous without a social media, for sure. Without the internet, she would be sort of nervous. And sort of, but it's not helping. It's, it's, not, it's not helping. Thank you. That, that kind of touches on something I've been curious about, um, and I've seen it in some of your stand-up, and there's elements of it in the, in the film as well. And I, I get the sense that you have kind of a love-hate uh, relationship with technology, or I yeah. guess more it might be social media. Yeah. And I'm curious how, I mean, you, you delved into that a little bit here, but... How far does that extend? Because you basically got your start oh, yeah, yeah. with YouTube, and then now it's going to be social media to get the totally. word out about this. So how do you balance that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's like God or something. It's very, it's big and empty and full, and, you know, it's like, um, it's like how you mix every color of paint together and get white. You know what I mean? That's how I for, sort of feel about the internet. It's like... Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it can be used for real good or real bad. Again, I just don't, I don't think that conversation has even been put in the framework yet to even know how morally powerful it is to then steer it in one... Again, like the conversations about the internet nationally are by, you know, the conversations I hear about the internet are about like cyberbullying or Russia. You know what I mean? And I think there's like a subtler conversation to be had about like how does it make you feel personally as a person 
about yourself and your own experience. Um, and there's some really great stuff about it. It it really is a snorkel for people that wouldn't uh, would not otherwise have it to connect with people like it saved people's lives. I know it has by connecting them. It can be re it can be a really really good thing. It can be a really crazy thing that can li could literally you know destroy the world. Um, so it just needs to be recognized as such. You know if you want to get. If you want to get TV changed, you got to go before Congress. You know what I mean? You want to change the internet? Change it right now. You go, go for it. You know, write that. Whatever, write anything you want on Wikipedia right now. Um, so <laughs> that that's sort of how I feel. Is like, yeah, net neutrality and all that stuff. But also, like, we need some sort of structure to look after this thing. I, I personally think you should have to take like a, um, it, like a driver's license. You, you should you should not have the internet until you're 15, 16. You should have to, you know. Like right now, the, the, the safeguard of the internet is you go on a porn site and it says, are you 18? You click yes and you're in. That's the sort of, that's, that's how we're safeguarding our youth. Can they click the word yes? So, like, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, it's terrific. It's good. Like, um, I loved how you wrote uh, uh, Kayla's dad, Mark. And Kale, I just love their relationship. It was fantastic. And it's a loving, supportive household, even though yeah. Kale is not present always, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mentally, but mm. but it, it's a great now. What if Mark started dating someone? <laughs> yeah. How how would Kayla react? Would she do you think maybe she'd fight for attention or yeah. would she pull back? That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that he hasn't, or what I, I won't say that I know that he hasn't or that he will. You know, there's only five days in the life of um yeah, I mean the thing is that is a whole other movie. You know what I mean that's like a or like that that's worthy of so much. The story is about that the tiny things in her life are huge to her. So like that is way too big of a question. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that's like part of the part of the movie is trying to afford her some privacy yeah. in yeah. certain parts to realize that like yes, this movie is big and we're we're going really deep in the five days that we're with her. But at the end of the day, you don't know her completely, and there are things that her dad. And her only know, and things only she knows, and you don't get to know that. Um, Which is what you do in school, because every little thing is a is a huge yeah, exactly, moment and a yeah. struggle, right? And that's why I think kids relate to like Harry Potter. They they actually don't see Harry Potter as escapist; they see it as realistic. That going over and walking and talking to a girl is like trying to slay the basilisk in the. You know I mean so? My thing was can can we make a movie that is as high stakes? feeling as those YA stuff with the actual stakes of her life, which are pretty low stakes and pretty banal. I guess you just go to a pool party, you go to a mall. But to her, it's like walking to the pool party feels like you're walking into, you know, mm -hmm. some giant hellish, you know, cave or something. Um, so that, that was the hope, was to just sort of balance those, uh, just sink their heart rates, right. the, the heart rates of, of, of Kayla in the audience. Thanks. And so what I love about this movie, too, is though... You know, the fact that it's a quote-unquote coming-of-age movie, it feels like a horror movie at times, too, you know, because there's scenes in here that are very shocking, they're very uncomfortable, they're, um, you know, the whole scene with the car and Ryan yeah. and Kayla, that's very, you know, it's, there, there's a lot of tension there, um, you know, that whole scene, like, I could feel like, you yeah. know, sweat kind of, like, dripping out of my yeah. head, whatever, so, yeah. but I mean, I'm just sweaty in general, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but I'm, I'm curious, because when you set out to write this movie, were you kind of going for, like, you know, a horror movie, sort of? Like, you know, something that shows the horrors of being, you know, in, in eighth grade and, you know, that pressure that comes with it? Yeah, I wasn't going for... I mean, I was trying to be honest and, and 
I mean, I'm interested in cringe as a high form of empathy. You know what right. I mean? I really do think it is to cringe with something is to feel it. You know, not even not just to be embarrassed, but to be like, you know. Um, but I mean, eighth grade's horrifying. I mean, it it, truly. I mean, it just it is horrifying, and I'm glad it feels like that at times because it just means it's feeling. I just want it to feel um, uh, like that. Um, but yeah, just I I just wanted. I wanted it to feel high stakes because it feels high stakes to her. So that that was that was the hope always, with every choice of the of the film was to go like, how can we, with the score, whether how can we make this feel bigger than this would normally feel in a film or something? Because this feels huge to her, and it doesn't make sense to our natural feeling of showing up at a pool party is like, oh my, you know, yeah. or our natural feeling of, but to her, it's deadly serious. And we wanted to take it serious. We didn't want it to be a joke. Yeah, because it feels um, like a life or death thing almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes there are like certain jokes. I'm saying the fact that like the fact that she's looking at this boy drooling, but we know that he's a little 13 year old boy with a bird body is yeah. like obviously like gonna be sort of ironic. But the but the impulse isn't to be ironic. The impulse is like no, this is what it feels like for her to stare across at this boy or or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to go. Gen- truthfully, that's how the tone. I hope is truthful, and sometimes the truthful experience is scary or funny or weird or boring or you know. Uh, but that's that. That was just the hope. Just trying to be honest with it. I love the the eyelid flip and the and the um, the markers. All the, all those little things. Was was that a collaborative effort? Or did you come up? Oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of them, you know, there were certain things, but it was, yeah, asking kids, asking crew members, lining the, before the pool party, I said, like, who can do anything weird? You know what I mean? Like, who can, I had them all, like, who can spit the water out between their teeth? They all tried, only one kid could do it, so he got the part. I was like, can anyone do the eyelid flip or whatever? And just, like, who's double-jointed? You know what I mean? Just asking the kids all the time. Do you have any weird stuff? I, 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 I asked, I met every extra you know, I would go there on Saturdays and just meet all the extras just so they knew me a little bit. And I would ask them all, do you have any special talents? And one girl said, I have eczema. <laughs> that was her. So do you have any special talents? <laughs> I have eczema. Awesome. <laughs> so just, that was the whole thing of just like embracing the weird little stuff kids do. But again, not taking some, okay, I have a very specific image of this thing a kid used to do so I'm going to take a kid and force them to do that. No, it's like, Find the thing that is natural to the kids, the things they actually do. Because you can tell. You can tell when a kid is actually doing a weird thing that he does all the time versus when he's being told to shove something up his nose by a director uh, or whatever, you know? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, you talked a moment ago about making the film bigger um, and larger than life because growing up is a scary enough prospect, right? Mm-hmm. You open the film with her... YouTube video about giving life advice. Mm. And you think about who she is, and we don't know that she's had all of these experiences until she finds her time capsule and watches her video of mm-hmm. five years previous. But it's a, it was an interesting and I think bold choice to open the movie with that because you get to see her intimately yeah. within the frame of a video because you know, like a comedian, you're talking to an audience, mm-hmm. and unless they're laughing at you, it's not, you know, it's not reflective. Yeah. With video, you don't know how the audience is reacting unless you get a like. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't even know if there is one when you're making it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was interested in just the what those videos look like too, those webcams. Because it was recorded really off a uh, MacBook, you know, with those webcams. We actually had to down res it because like the the videos are too good now. They don't even look sh shitty. Yeah. Um, but but it's down res in the way that it would if she compressed the file. Because right. that's the idea, is that it's like the the bad compressed wave file or whatever. Um but yeah, the flatness of those images is interesting to me too. The, the weird flatness of the of the way a camera views you on your webcam, and then all, but also knowing that like that great like art. We also wanted to make a digital movie that was unabashedly digital, was not trying to be film, and saying like, if we're honest though, that like if you just add a few more pixels to that webcam image, it's our in camera image, you know, and that like sort of all of this is a lie, and like you know. What is her? We're making a movie about a girl that makes movies, you know, and like maybe we should maybe we should all stop this, you know. That's that's sort of the idea too. I don't know if I said this already, but that that the feel that that sort of the crux of the pressure of the movie is almost about someone that thinks the movie of her life sucks, that the movie of her life is unwatchable, and she wants to. She wishes she wishes she lived like the girls in the movies that she watches. She wishes her life was. As, mm. She wishes she sounded like all the girls that do voiceovers in movies, and she can't. You know, and, and the irony for me is, or the thing is going, that is watchable. Your your want to be better than yourself, to your want to articulate yourself, and failure to do so is what's. And yet, she's watchable. the most confident character in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, the, the one on the screen is. Yeah. yeah. So your your career took off very young, and you've created a lot since then. Do you have any words of wisdom for people who are attempting to create, such as someone who? Spends a lot of their time writing about other people's creation and just terrified of financial ruin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrified of what? What? Terrified of what? Terrified of financial ruin. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I sort of stepped in shit my life. So, like, I, I, I don't... I, it would be disingenuous for me to give professional, practical advice because I've just been very lucky in that sense. Um, I, 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 you just do it. You know what I mean? Like, but do it, like... You just you can start the creative journey whenever you want. I mean, you can start to get better and progress without anyone paying attention or watching. It isn't required to get the thing from it. Is it better with it? Of course it is. Are we all working for it eventually to sustain it? Yes, definitely. But like, the work is the real core of the work. That will always what will always be the core is the thing that's available right away, which is the creative process, making things, looking at them, being critical of them, figuring out what you like about what you do, trying to make the thing that you've never seen that you really want to see, seeing yourself try to make it, seeing yourself fall short, realizing why you fall short, correcting all of that. That is that's the beautiful thing is that like some of the greatest artists ever died with no one knowing who the fuck they were, and they did it. You know, and I'm saying, and so like that, that's all I can really talk to, I think. And it's, and it's, and I'm saying it as, as a mantra to myself, as much as advice to anybody else, to remind myself that the thing that is really happening here is this, unfortunately, the thing that's right in front of you, which is just like, make it, write it, do it, try it, get better. And then the bet, and I say this to young people all the time. Because we're such in a world of, of, of 
being your own publicist, your own agent, your own promoter, and making a brand for yourself, the best promotion is good stuff. The best promotion is skill, I think. Um, so I see a lot of people that know really well how to sell themselves and have nothing to sell. So they do get 100,000 Twitter followers, but then nothing sticks because they don't make anything. So um, it's just a lot of cart before the horse with this younger generation, I feel like. And I always say, like, get something worthy of being seen and then sell it. You know, but don't, don't sell first or go on advertising and, and sell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all I think. Appreciate the time, guys. Great, thank, uh, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you for watching the movie. And, and